This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. It's good to be with you this morning. Studying through the book of Genesis. We're in Genesis chapter 26. Going to be there again this week. We've got several verses here that are of great significance, and they're really good verses to kind of dig down deep as far as your life, and especially today for young people. Oftentimes, young people struggle with their place in the world, what God's using them for, what their reason for being is and their existence. And Isaac is a great, great study in that, trying to figure out his place among his people and his place in the kingdom. And obviously his father Abraham was a a great man. He was a a king in the sense of he was worshipped by kings. They wanted his presence. They wanted him to be there with them. He defeated kings and he was a great man of wealth. He was prosperous. He was a great man of wisdom. And ultimately, uh, the greatest thing you can say about Abraham was he was a man of faith. And his son was born to him late in life. And Isaac got to uh, spend some spend a good bit of time with his father on up to his middle ages. He did not, his father did not live out, live, live with him his whole life. And as he's uh, getting older, as he's trying to figure out his position in the world, not living in his father's shadow anymore, but now trying to find his own place. He's, he's out dealing with the same people his father was, but the difference is he, he's having to, the difference is that he is having to, I am having such issues with my computer today. The issue is that he is, he's getting the opportunity to figure it out himself. What is his role? Who is he? And uh, this small passage here that we're dealing with in Genesis chapter 26, starting with verse 17, begins the process. And I want you to notice he's doing the right thing. He is, he's beginning the process of figuring out who he is in God's kingdom. It says, then Isaac departed from there. Notice he departed from the Philistines and he went to the Valley of Gerar. This is the region of his own homeland. This is where he grew up. This is the area he was in and he dwelt there. And it says, and Isaac dug again, the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. Now, what he's doing is he understands that he's got a uh, he's got an important role to play. He's got an important role to play in the area that he lives in. And digging wells is a picture of a work of faith that brings about the anointing and the blessing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember the woman at the well and Jesus said, she said, he said he wanted to drink and she said, you got nothing to dip with. And he said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask me for a drink and I would give you, I would give you living water that would well up into you to eternal life. And she said, she said, sir, if you have that, give me that drink. I would like to have that. 
And uh, remember, water is a picture of the washing of the Holy Spirit. It's a preparation for you to learn how to walk by faith. The way that way it works is you hear the word of God. The Holy Spirit reveals that word to you. And then as you, as you ruminate in it, as you think about it, as you consider it in the context of your life, then the Holy Spirit begins to show you how that ought to play out in who you are in your life, okay? I'm going to say it. You read the word. The Holy Spirit reveals that word to you. You think about it. You ponder it. You, you relate it to your life. You begin, hopefully, my Bible studies. And uh, when I'm teaching, you get that idea of I, I need to study God's word for the purpose of it having, it having a real life-giving, hope-giving relevance to my life. It's relevant to my life today. It has purpose and meaning for my life today. And when you're reading it and looking at it that way, then what you're doing is you're beginning to dig that well. You're beginning to dig down. And when I say that, why do I have to dig a well? Because faith does works. Faith acts. When I hear God's word and the Holy Spirit reveals it to me, and then I begin to see it and act upon it, when I begin to really reach down and, and say, okay, I believe what you've said to me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to be this person. I'm going to act this way. I'm going to walk this way. Whatever the Holy Spirit's told you to do from the word, remember, it has to come from the word. It has to come from the revelation of God. It has to come from the revelation of Jesus Christ. You knowing who Jesus is from the word. When you begin to act upon it in the Old Testament, one of the symbols of that is to dig away, is digging a well. It is, it's, I'm digging down deep. I'm trying to figure out who I am. And when you actually dig a well, then you have a source of, of the Holy Spirit's teaching and power. And it's a continual source. It doesn't go away and it has application all, all, all around. When I learn how to use whatever gift or use whatever position or, or use whatever action that the Holy Spirit's teaching me to walk in, once I've dug that, once I've walked in it by faith, I can always go back to that and drink of that water again. I can always go back and remember how to do it. I can always, it's kind of like riding a bike. I can always get on the bike and I have a mode of transportation in a spiritual sense. I can always get on, get over there to that and drink of that water and remember that purpose, that power, that direction, that gifting, that revelation that God gave me in that moment. And that's a picture of digging a well. And what uh, Isaac is doing is he's hearing God because remember, he could have gone into he could have gone into Egypt because of the famine and he decided not to. He stayed and he got afraid and he told a lie to the king of the Philistines and he got caught in it and he realized I shouldn't have been afraid. And then notice this is a process. It's a process. I don't go in the world, but then I walk in fear a little bit. And then all of a sudden God shows me I don't have to walk in fear. All I have to do is walk in faith. And then I start walking in faith and I go to the place where I'm supposed to be and I begin to do what I'm supposed to do and I dig that well. And as I dig that well of faith, I have that water to drink. And, and it says that he departed and he pitched a tent in the valley of Gerar and he dwelt there. And Isaac dug a well again of water, which he had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had, the Philistines had th stopped him up. And by the way, 
That's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to fill those wells back up. The enemy wants to cover them up so you don't drink of that water anymore. The the sin in your life wants to cover those wells up because you don't drink of that water anymore. It's a purpose. It's a self-preservation thing that goes on in, in the darkness. They, they don't want, nothing wants you to drink of the well of the Holy Spirit except for God. You don't want to. The world doesn't want to. You want you to. The enemy doesn't want to. And they want to fill those wells up and make you forget that they even existed. And let me tell you something, for some believers, that happens. They'll learn a lesson, they'll walk by faith, they'll grow, they'll become, and then something happens, something difficult happens, some struggle happens, some some attack of the world or some attack of the enemy or some attack of the flesh. And those are all real things. The world caves in on around you and you get covered up in weeds and you just don't know what to do. The enemy attacks and it places a great deal of fear in your heart or then you yourself, your flesh just rears up and you just go on to do your own thing and walk by your own faith and act your own way and then and then before you know it before you know it you are uh, you are dead in the middle of the struggle you're dead in the middle of the struggle and the enemy is what he's trying to do is he's trying to fill that well back in fill that well from the past back in he's going back all the time trying to fill those wells up that's what had happened after abraham had died those wells have got to be redug. Just because my parents or my grandparents walk by faith doesn't mean I, I walk by faith. I have to learn to dig those wells myself. I've got to learn to walk in my own faith and walk in my own gifting. I can't just I can't just walk I can't just walk in my parents' gifting and faith and say this is what my daddy did, and my granny did that, and my grandma did this, and and we always have been this way. That may be, and I hope it is. And that was a great heritage of faith, and it's a strengthening part of your life. But you got to walk in it too. You just can't say that they did it. And therefore, you're just going to get all the benefit of it. You got to dig the well yourself. You got to go and dig it yourself. And he digs this well. And it says he called them by names, which his father had called them. Notice when Abraham dug a well, he called it by a name. Why? Because it was an experience of faith. And he wanted to remember it. And he wanted to remember where it was. And he wanted to remember what it was for him. And so when he dug a well, it was a source of water, as a source of nourishment, as a source of quenching of thirst. And he wanted to remember them. <clears throat> and he called them by name. And he dug the wells. And now his son's coming back behind him. And he's walking along that same path. And he's digging these wells out again because the enemy's trying to fill them up. The enemy doesn't want you to have them. It says in verse 19, and Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. Notice. As you're digging by faith, sometimes you'll find a, that's not just a uh, not just a well where you can draw it up. Sometimes you find a well that wells up in you, and this is a running. This is one of those wells that's not just you got water in the bottom of it. It comes out the top. We used to call them artesian wells, but uh, I don't know what they call them over there. I don't have any idea. But this is one that actually flowed and flowed out. And uh, they struck some water down beneath, and it flowed up in them. That's a picture of that eternal life. That's that picture of walking in that eternal life. Just because the well's in your heart, and the well is in your heart, by the way. The wells that we're talking about you digging are uh, dug in your heart. Just because the well's in your heart doesn't mean you haven't tapped in fully to that living water that wells up into you to eternal life that flows out of you and and flows in anointing and power. And they found that. But, but notice the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen saying, the water is ours. So he called the name of that. And it says, because they quarreled there. And so he gave the name of the well quarrel. God had blessed him in it. And still he called it quarrel. And why? 
Because listen, walking by faith on your own is difficult. And even though this is a well of living water, and listen to me, especially because it's a well of living water, especially because it's a well of living water, the enemy doesn't want that flowing. They're going to come in and try to stop God from moving in your life. If you think that, I tell people many times, when you come, when you come in, you're going you're gonna to hear the word and it's going to be refreshing. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be wonderful. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to fire you up. And then you're going to begin to feel motivated to act upon it, to walk in it. And then you're going to begin to act upon it and walk in it. And that's that digging that well. And then all of a sudden the enemy's going to go, oh, this person is beginning to walk by faith and they're beginning to take ground and they're beginning to take ground that we've got, we've got control over and they're going to attack. And when they do, when they come in and quarrel with you and fight with you, you're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be discouraging. It's gonna, it's gonna, there are going to be things that happen in your life. You think, where's God at? Well, he's right there. He's teaching you to walk in the faith that you've dug the well for. He's teaching you to walk in, in the power that he's provided the water and the nourishment for. And the only way for you to do that, this is not practice. This is real life. Football teams, when they practice football, they have to hit real hard at the start of the season to get used to taking the hits because the game's coming. If your practice is just a bunch of walkthroughs and a bunch of practicing, when they get out on the field, they get destroyed because they're not used to taking that punishment, that difficulty, going up against that struggle, that dealing with that adversity. They're not used to that. And so they struggle with it. If you run across a team that starts the season, just looks terrible. And by the end of the season, they seem to be pretty good. It's probably because they didn't prepare at the start of the season for the season. Let me tell you something. God's preparing you for life all the time. He is actively, regularly in, involved in preparing you for life. He's not leaving you aside and alone. He's got to prepare you. So he's going to let the enemy attack at some level. He's going to let your flesh rear up at some level. He's going, to, he's going to allow the world come up and deal with you at some level so you can learn how to deal with it. So you can learn to continue to walk by faith even in the midst of those things happening because they're going to happen. And so you might as well deal with them now. You might as well walk in it now. And just because Abraham had dug this well before, and just because Isaac found a new well of living water, didn't mean there was not going to be struggle and difficulty to come. That didn't mean that that, just because I've got the power doesn't mean that I'm fully capable of walking in it. And these herdsmen came, notice they didn't take the, they didn't fill the well up. They just acted like it was theirs. And what they were really doing is they were like those hyenas do to the lions. They were trying to drive those lions off the prey, making them think that they're outnumbered and there's too many of them. And the lions got to decide, do they want to stay with what God's given them? Or are they going to run off and hide? And the truth is those lions are far more powerful than those hyenas. You give me two lions and a whole pack of hyenas can't handle them. But, but if you, if they're fearful, they'll run off and the hyenas will steal what God's given you. And let me tell you something. You say, am I a lion? Yeah, absolutely you are. Hands are, are pictures of spiritual power. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. The devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. In scripture, lions are pictures of spiritual power and authority. Do I have spiritual power and authority? Absolutely you do. The Bible says you do. God has promised that you are. Jesus has said that you are. And if you walk in that spiritual power and authority, you have a chance to keep the wells that are yours, keep the prey that you've, you've caught, keep the work that you've done, or you can get run off from it. 
And a lot of believers, I'm going to tell you, they face a little bit of adversity in life or they face a little bit of adversity in the world or they face a little bit of adversity in the church and they just run off and they hide and they lay down and they don't grow and they make for themselves a big old giant pity party. Have you ever made a pity party for yourself? It's just a nasty, ugly thing to do, but many people want to get into one. Why is God allowing this to happen to me? Well, I'm going to tell you why he's allowing it to happen to you. He wants you to not only have his word. He not only wants you to learn how to walk by faith in it. He not only wants you to reap the blessing and the reward of walking in that faith and the blessing and reward and the grace and the mercy that comes from believing in him and trusting him, but he also wants you to be able to hold on to it and to keep it and for it to be a treasure for the rest of your life. And the only way for you to do that is for you got to face the adversities and you got to hold on to the promises of God and you got to hold on to the blessings that he's given you and you got to hold on to the faith that he's taught you to walk in. And that's the only way for you to do it. That is the only way for you to do it. And you got to do it. There's no choice in the matter. You got to learn how to do it. And, and you got to go through summer training. You got to go through spring training. You got to get ready for the game. And God's going to allow those things to happen so that you can learn to walk by faith. He says, the water is ours. So they called the name of the well Essek. That means to quarrel because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. So he called that one Nah. And uh, that word is enmity. That means that the enemy's attacking all the time. Notice he's digging wells. He's walking by faith and the enemy's battling. The enemy's battling. The enemy's battling. He's walking by faith. The enemy's attacking. There's a struggle. Young people need to understand that just because God's called you doesn't mean that you're just all of a sudden going to find exactly where you're supposed to be in the kingdom. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're just going to, you're just going to, everything's going to be peaches and ice cream. It's just not. It's just not. Life's not that way. Now, as you get older, a lot of people finally find exactly where they're supposed to be. Their spiritual journeys lead them to many places, and then they find that perfect spot where God has them, and he has them there for a good long while, and they prosper, and they cause great growth. But the only way for you to find that place, that perfect niche, that exact place where God has for you to be, is you got to go from place to place. You got to dig wells here and there and everywhere. You got to begin to learn how to walk in that faith and learn from the experiences that you have in the different places. I've been a lot of different places in life, and I've had a lot of different spiritual experiences. And those experiences started out where I grew up, and then they started out when I moved to the town I live in now as a junior in high school, and I learned a lot here. Then God took me up to New Jersey and to, to Princeton and struggled a whole lot, and I learned a lot there. Then I got some time in the military, and those were great learning experiences for me. They were None of these things were all easy. They were not all easy. They were difficulties, and I had to learn how to dig wells where I was at. And then I came back, and I was getting ready to go to law school, and God called me to the ministry, and then I'm digging some major wells now. And I learned a lot at my first ministry position, and then I learned a lot at my first pastorate, and then I learned a lot coming back, and I learned a lot in, in the first church I planted, and I'm learning a lot right now in the second church that I've been a part of planning and I'm learning each and every day. And sometimes I feel like every step I take is closer and closer to the exact niche where God wants me to be so I can be the most fruitful and the most purposeful. And I'm 50 years old. I'm 50, 49, but I'll be 50 soon. And my hair says I'm about 55. And the, the truth is that you say you hadn't found your niche yet. Not totally. No, no. And the truth is, I don't know that I just want to be just totally found my niche. 
I always want to be growing. I always want to be becoming. And even if this is my niche, I want to be growing in the middle of it. I want to be struggling. I want to be digging wells. Don't you? Uh, you go, no, I want to watch TV and eat Cheetos. The Cheetos are going to make you fat and the TV is going to make you dull. Quit. Begin to use your, use your gift. Begin to get out there in the world and experience what God's given you to experience. Quit trying to find the easy way out. There ain't no easy way out. I think there was a song in the 80s about, there's no easy way out. I think that, and you know, the truth is there's not. I think that was from a Rocky movie. Anyway, you need to understand, you, you're going to have to keep on digging the wells. It says, then the, verse 21 says that they dug another world, well and quarreled with the one also. So he called that name Sitna. And verse 22, and he moved from there and dug another well. And then they, they didn't quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth. And there's actually a small town, there's a small town near here called Rehoboth. And its name is spaciousness. That's what Rehoboth means. It means spaciousness. And they didn't quarrel there. See, finally, there's a place where it's not adverse, it's not a struggle, and God is planning him there, that God he's found his position. And young people ought to be doing that. They ought to be struggling, and they ought to be growing, and they ought to be finding their place. And as I begin to get middle-aged here, I guess I'm going to eventually find my Rehoboth, my spaciousness, my place of rest, my place to be. And it says, and he said, for now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Notice he had to dig well after he had to walk by faith after faith. He had to go through struggle after struggle and difficulty after difficulty. And boom, finally he finds his spot. Whew, that was a long Bible study, wasn't it? But that was a good Bible study. That was fun. And it was fun to see God open our eyes up and give us opportunities and show us the things that, that are going on in life. Life is about growing and learning and becoming. And it is always going to be that way with God. And you're going to eventually find your spot. You're going to find your place. You're going to find your position where God really wants you to be. You, that, listen to me. I know you are because it's part of God's plan. You're going to find that place for you. And when you do, it's going to be wonderful. But the only way to find it is to be searching for it. And the only way to search for it is to walk by faith. And you know what? I believe you're going to do that. I believe it. I trust it. And I expect it for you because I want my faith to be a part of your faith. And I want to enjoy seeing you experience all the goodness that God has for you. And the only way to do that is to trust him. So why don't you try to trust him today with something? As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.